Hello and welcome back to Travel Day Episode 9. I am Jackson Van Pelt here with Nolan Faber. Today we're going to get into some Iowa basketball since they had the bye week in football. We're going to get into some uh, rosters for both men's and women's. Uh, we're going to get into Iowa State's recap uh, against Baylor as well as some Big 12 projections from Nolan. We'll see how that goes. Some college football news, breaking news on the Iowa front that we'll get into as well as, of course, our top 25 and our pickums. And then we'll finish it out with our beautiful trivia and hopefully no one sucks today because I'm the one asking. Basically that's that's our whole uh, whole thing today and um, we're going to start off with some basketball when we get back. And uh, we're going to get right into the basketball portion of our uh, episode today and um, you know we're talking about Iowa this week which is much more fun to talk about than Iowa State in my opinion. I know that you probably don't feel the same way, but no, <laughs> so blunt. So I've got a couple notes here. Nothing crazy because I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not the biggest in knowledge of you basketball don't, you don't compared know to a football. Lot about basketball, right? Compared to ba- ba- uh, football and baseball, don't quite know as much about basketball. However, we did do some research, and um, biggest thing for Iowa women's is where we're going to start. We're going to start on the women's side. Uh, obviously, you bring back Caitlin Clark, who's arguably the best player in the nation on the women's side okay you can I mean you can make the argument against other players whatever however you bring her back not only do uh the Hawkeyes bring back Caitlin Clark obviously it's in her senior year but they also bring back a graduate student in Kate Martin as well as a fifth year in Gabby Marshall and other than those three players the Hawkeyes don't really have anyone that has started a game for them no, I mean, I looked at the roster from last year, and they lose two of their top three scorers, and they're both forwards. And I know Iowa likes to play through Caitlin, but they also like to play through their post. Mm-hmm. And th- in order for them to be successful, I think they have to find that post pre- presence that they've had for the past, what, maybe five years or so? Yeah, I mean, we do. Fuerbach does come back. She missed all year due to injury last year. She has a couple of starts under her belt. And then we also bring back Davis. Uh, she's a fifth-year student, and um, just two starts last year with and 3.8 points per game, so nothing crazy there. Um, but those are the only two on the roster that have started any games, and I think that's going to be very interesting. You know, early season, you're going to have to get experience quick as a unit. Yeah. And uh, who knows? I mean, I, I trust Lisa. I trust that she's got her her players ready to go, and I think they'll still be a, a top five team this year but you know that inexperience could haunt them maybe early in the season maybe even late in the season when they get to to playoffs who knows yeah you're gonna know a lot when big games come around and how like the freshmen or those that don't have inexperience are able to handle that situation we do have uh Stulke and O'Grady um as our probable forwards to start for the women's side Stulke averaged 6.7 points per game uh, last year and had 27 against the exhibition game against Clark uh, not too long ago and then O'Grady just two points per game last year but did have 12 against Clark but again that's kind of up in the air we, it remains to be seen there's a lot of potentials on this team for sure for those uh, starting uh, forwards overall I do expect the Hawkeyes to at least be definitely be in contention to win the Big Ten if not win it um, I know there's been a lot of doubts of that by the Big Ten analysts which is kind of surprising considering they were national runner-up yeah. last year their number three preseason um I think it's to what they lost I, I think not it is to what too, they gained but, it's to what they lost. but the fact that you're putting more than one may more than two some of them had Iowa finishing like fourth or fifth and I was like hmm 
Yeah, I don't see. I that wouldn't. Either. I wouldn't really give fuel to the fire, but I mean, go ahead if it makes us better. You know. Uh, moving on to the boys' side, we've got obviously a really good team. Obviously, not as maybe as good as the women's side, but still a very competitive team nonetheless. I was top or top five, but starting five more than likely. Now, obviously, again, not a not a uh, basketball guy, but more than likely, we're looking at Peyton Sanford. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey, Tony Perkins, Josh Dix, as well as Cricky. Cricky? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry if we butchered that. But we do believe those are starting five more than likely just because those first three guys are coming back and they, they have a lot of games under their belt, um, Peyton being the youngest of those three. But uh, Cricky, it is Cricky. Ben Cricky, uh, a forward. Uh, he is a graduate student, and he was at Valpo. Uh, I don't know if that was last year or if that yeah, was. Yeah, it is. His he's last four years, he's been okay, at Valpo. Okay, so he's been at Valpo, and um, I think we're going to like, I'm hoping we're going to like that what we see there. I think we bring in him, you know, to supplement as a forward because obviously we wouldn't really want him from the transfer portal if he wasn't any good, you know. And his stats say that he is pretty good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of excited about that one for sure. I think Dix is your starting, your fifth starter, purely because he had games under his belt last year. Um, obviously didn't play an enormous amount, but... I think uh, they were high on him out of high school. Uh, like I said, last year didn't get as many minutes, but I think this is the year you got to get him into gear a little bit. You're going to need production out of out of Peyton for sure. Um, I, I think Peyton needs to be like what Garza and the Murray twins have been mm-hmm. for this team to be successful. I think he needs to be around that 18 to 20 range. Peyton had 10.3 points per game last year. You're looking to obviously get that up more. I was thinking more to like 15, but you said 20. 20 is kind of a lot, but maybe, I don't know, maybe we will need that, and I'm okay if he doesn't. So um, another transfer, this one from Belmont, was um, Bronze is the last name. Um, he, like I said, from Belmont, he looks pretty decent, not not like anything staggering numbers-wise. Not a good free-throw shooter, as we came to find, but um, can do a lot in the paint and get some rebounds, so that could be huge for, for the Hawkeyes for sure. Uh, that's Evan Bronze. Uh, Peyton Sanford is on the Julius Irving small forward of the year preseason watch list, which I think is huge. Very big accomplishment there, and hopefully, you know, he shows why he's on that list. That's why I think he needs to be around that 20-point range, just yeah. because of the expectations that he's got coming mm-hmm. in this year. And everyone expects him to be that guy, I think, for this team. Yep. And he has all the skill, too. I think it just comes down to him being consistent, because the past two years, I think he's just been a, a guy that goes on a stretch mm-hmm. and can't really continue it for a long period of time right and if he can be consistent like all the other great scores that they've had I think he could be very valuable to this team and just the fact that they're a big leading scorer but it takes a lot of pressure off this young freshman I think that are going to have to step up big for this Iowa team those freshmen being uh, Price Sanford Payton's younger brother could see him a lot this year depending on how he's shooting off the bench could be some valuable minutes for him uh, Owen Freeman out of Moline Illinois they're high on him as well the true freshman I don't know much about him other than his bio on the website, and it seems pretty dang good because it's pretty long for his high school career. So very good uh, player, and um, hopefully you know, those freshmen might have to step up. I'm not going to lie. They might have to, and I hope they do when they get in there. I think they will just because of the looking at the roster of the guys that they have on here. Not a lot of them who returned played a lot of minutes. Right. So kind of a question mark on the men's side, honestly, about what I expect. I'm honestly I'm expecting top half of the Big Ten which I know is pretty broad but I mean we got a it's a pretty good Big Ten conference basketball wise for the most part and I'm not sure if this team's going to be able to compete with the highest level of of basketball talent out there right now not just in the Big Ten but in the nation yeah but you'll you'll find that out pretty early right we've got number eight Creighton in the second week of the season 
Um, that's a road game. That too. is a road game. So that'll be an interesting, interesting matchup for sure. And I think it'll it'll uh, show what we got. Coming up is Iowa State football recap right after this. Now time for Iowa State's game against Baylor. A nice, solid win for the for the Cyclones over the Bears. Um, not, a, I mean, not a super exciting game. At least not from a f- no, my standpoint. It, I'm not a fan. Mine, mine either. Um, it was it was really weird. The weather, mm-hmm. like it it rained on and off for most of the first half, and then yep. I think it stopped in the second half. It was, in my opinion, it was a kind of an ugly wind. Okay, kind of in that gray area yeah, because yeah. just there was so much potential of this being a so much high scoring game for Iowa State but it just didn't seem that way it was just it's just a weird game overall I thought mm-hmm. wasn't Rocco's best game of the year no. I'll say that nope. um Definitely wasn't. he missed quite a few throws um he missed Higgins on a streak route that would have been a 75 yard touchdown a lot of overthrows yeah like. he missed Daniel Jackson on what have been a 40 yard touchdown, touchdown yep. so if you add if you add those probables into his stats, he'd be over 300 yards with three touchdowns. Again, the weather could have affected that just a yeah. tad with his grip and everything like that. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but no, I'm not either. I'm just he needs to play better next this week. If I think, in my opinion, I think it's a big game. I don't think it's a huge game on paper, but I think when you really boil it down to playing Kansas, especially and with I'll, the position that, that I'll get into that later, right. a more broad look at the Big 12 it's and be, why that game's important. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. But, the running game was really good. I mean, rushed for 162 yards, almost five yards of carry. Um, Eli Sanders, he's proven me wrong from my points I made earlier in the year where he said he wasn't good, but <laughs> man, he's That's been good. the he's been the bright spot of this of this running back core when he got his chances. Um, 14 carries for 90 yards, almost six and a half yards of carry. Norton had two touchdowns, his first two touchdowns of the year. He did break one off for 49 yards, which is really nice to see. It was one of the rare times this season where Iowa State actually created a big enough hole for the running back to get through, and he was able to take it all the way to the house, which was really good blocking. If you go back and look at the play, um, Steve O'Klotz had a really crucial block that really opened up that hole for him, for Norton to to run through. Jalen Knoll, another good game for him, kind of what you expect, eight catches, 76 yards. Higgins, five catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. His one touchdown catch. It was really good to adjust to an, kind of an underthrown ball, but it was a ball that Rocco put in a spot to where he could only get it in order to make that catch, which was really nice to see. Yep. He's going to be the X factor, I think, in the next coming weeks for Iowa State in order to, to get to a bowl game, in which I see they can. Bramer, that dude's going to be good. <laughs> I think I think we'll only get a scene for three years. I think he's yep. going to gone after his junior year. And that dude's just a freak athlete. He kind of reminds me of a more athletic Charlie Kohler. Which, yeah. when you put it that way, is like it's dangerous, really scary for yeah. other teams. I think. Yeah. The big news out of this game was Iowa State lost TJ Tampa, like a minute and a half left in the first half to mm-hmm. targeting. But the good news is he is back for the full game against Kansas, and yeah. we are really going to need him. It kind of showed in the second half too. The secondary wasn't as strong. Defense wasn't as strong overall as a whole too in that second half. They gave up. They did give up two touchdowns and stopped two extra, uh, two point conversions, but the touchdowns they gave up to Baylor were easily ones that could have been prevented. So I'm going to get into more of like Big Twelve picture. Okay, I'm going to start with this. If you told me that Iowa State would be playing meaningful football and tied in first place in the Big Twelve <laughs> championship, I would not have believed you. <laughs> Neither would it, I. And it, it looked this horrible. is not like after like the Ohio game. This is like at the start of the season. This, yeah, they've right. already exceeded my expectations. I thought they would win three, maybe four games. But I thought they would be competitive. Mm-hmm. That would be a step forward in my direction. But 
what are they now? Four and one in conference, tied mm-hmm. for first. Yep. We got Kansas this week, who's now ranked twenty second. Beat Oklahoma. Yeah. Beat Oklahoma, which I don't really like that for Iowa State's. Neither <laughs> do <Not> I. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> they're gonna have the momentum a little bit. They now, are now they are on the road. Now though. they are in a tiebreaker with Oklahoma. Right. You get you got the home field advantage if you're Iowa State though. Yeah. That helps a little bit. If you were at Lawrence, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. That that's gonna help a lot. And it's a night game too, and night games and Jack Trice are really hard for opposing teams to win in the past couple of years. Yep. But if we look at the rest of the Big Twelve schedule, Kansas State and Texas play each other. They're both four and one. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both play each other. They're four and one. So whether or not the top is going down to three or two teams, mm-hmm. it's all gonna come down to how Iowa State plays. Right. And if they can win, they'll be tied for first place with that three with whoever the winners of those two games come from but it just goes to show that Iowa State just now controls its own destiny to go to a Big 12 championship which I thought was not going to be the case this year I don't I, I still don't I'm not I'm not, I'm not on board with it I don't think it's going to happen but maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong I just don't think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have a falter somewhere somehow and I, that obviously that Texas game towards the end of the year is gonna be tough as well yeah but I think even this this game against Kansas is going to be a true test because Kansas looks very, very good these last couple games. Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't like Kansas beating Oklahoma is it gives Kansas more confidence now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And being in a tiebreaker with Oklahoma doesn't help too to where maybe we lose a game and then Oklahoma, say they lose to Oklahoma State and we get to a tiebreaker at the end of the year, then they would have it over Iowa State, which yep. if you lose to a team, you want them to win out just true. to keep it where it's at. And if you beat a team, you also want them to win out because you'll keep the tiebreaker over them, makes it easier. Mm-hmm. But with Oklahoma State and Oklahoma playing each other, I just uh, it's weird. It's I just be don't an like it. Game. So the Big Twelve is up for grabs, which I think most college football fans did not see. I thought they would see Texas and Oklahoma exactly. just run the table. But That's what I was expecting. Kansas State's gotten hot recently, which I don't like. That scares me. Playing them last at in Manhattan, true. We never play good there, so it's going to be a few stressful and interesting weeks for Iowa State fans. I think. Hundred percent. We'll see how those uh, shake out, but when we get back, it will be time for our college football segment right after this. Welcome to our CFB segment of this episode, and a little bit different this one because we've got some some huge, huge news out of the Iowa football program, and that is that Brian Ferentz will be done as the OC after this season. Some huge, huge developing news because I saw some rumors about it on Twitter this morning when I woke up, and I was like, oh, that's not true. That's just not a thing. I, I, Maybe they forgot the I hadn't seen any the reputable, dash in re-signing you're instead right, of re-signing. Exactly, and I hadn't seen any reputable sources or anything. And then we get a ESPN notification this afternoon, and I, I jumped out my chair. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, am I excited about it? Of course I am. I'm super excited that we're going to have somebody else behind the offense this, this next season. However, Kirk still has to change his ways. And you if, if I'm Iowa, you have to hire outside of program because – you need somebody that can bring in a new perspective into this program because yeah. it's not going to, it's not, I'm not going to put all the br- the blame on Brian. Okay. He obviously wasn't out going out there trying to lose, but he was just not good at his job. And that happens sometimes. No, he He's was, a great O line coach. I would love to, for them to bring him back as an O line coach because our O line has gone downhill. I think he's frankly. just going to move on to the NFL. You think? Yeah. He has, he did have some success there. Um, True. I saw a thing where Gronk has apparently said some things where he like, he didn't. He made him a better player and also a better like person at the same time when uh-huh. he was there with the Patriots. I believe it. You didn't make Gronk the player he was. Is I'll say that or was, <laughs> but he he did help him make him a better player. 
Beth uh, Goats is the one, or the interim AD, soon to be AD, I hope, because she's doing some great things for this for this uh, school, uh, made that decision because uh, Brian was under her due to nepotism laws, and uh, she made the decision that he's not coming back next year. Um, she gave him the rest of this year, um, and he will be with the team through the bowl game, but obviously some, some huge implications with this news. It's interesting to see how, like, he does the play calling now. What what if he just get weird? What if he like <laughs> just goes full air raid these next couple weeks and we win every game by winning. twenty points? And then <laughs> then, be... then the AD's got a weird choice to make. <laughs> that'd be really fun though. I mean, that'd be the that'd be one of the funniest things you could do as a guy who knows his job's over. Yeah. So. All right, we're gonna get into the AP top twenty five now. We're gonna get through it real quick because uh, I don't know. There's just not a lot going on. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington are your one, two, three, four, five. Oregon's up two to the six. Texas stays at the 7, Alabama up 1 to the 8, Penn State up 1 to the 9, Oklahoma drops 4 spots that 10 after that loss to Kansas, big, big loss for them, Ole Miss up 1 to the 11, Notre Dame up 2 to the 12, LSU up 2 to the 13, Missouri up 2 to the 14, which is great, and I hope they keep winning because I like watching that team succeed in the SEC. They won't win this week, I can tell you that. They got you don't Georgia. know. They got you Georgia. don't know. You it's don't at know. Georgia. I understand, but you don't know. Maybe they get crazy. Louisville's up three to the 15, and then Oregon State drops five to the 16. This is just one of the most confusing teams I've maybe ever seen out of the Pac-12 is this Oregon State team. They've looked really, really, really good. And then they have a game where they're just really bad. And then, well, and and if no one saw this, last this past weekend they had a chance to kick a field goal at the end of the first half, and instead they fake did a fake field goal and I didn't got tackled. It. it was quite strange, and they ended up losing that game by three. So obviously it was big implications there. Uh, losing to Arizona, that is. Air Force is up two to the seventeen. They are eight and zero. Utah drops to f- drops five spots to the eighteen after their loss. Tennessee up two spots to the nineteen. UCLA up three to the twenty. Tulane up one to the twenty one. We talked about Kansas being there at the twenty two, which is awesome. James Madison's up two to the twenty three, which is also awesome to see. USC is still at that twenty four spot. They should Kansas. not be there. You don't think? No, they barely beat Cal. They'll, they'll be out soon enough. I'm not worried about it. And Kansas State in there at that 25 spot, which uh, another Big 12 team into the uh, rankings. Oklahoma State in that 26 spot, if you will, with 77 votes. North Carolina behind them at 54. A lot of Big 12 uh, names there at the end. So, you know, yeah, gets a little interesting. Yeah, it does. Like you were talking about. So I think it'll be a really interesting stretch for this Big 12 uh, conference. Finally some recognition. All right, now it is time for our pickums and um, – I'm going to be honest with you, not a lot happened. Rough, because rough we week sucked. for us. Rough we, week. We both yeah. collectively were bad I think at this our was this was my lowest week for sure. I think this is, I think your second. I think you had a five and five week in there at some point. Mm-hmm. That um, sounds about right. We were, we were both six and four. Um, we both got Ohio wrong, Texas State wrong, and Oregon State. You got Purdue wrong while well, I got Nebraska, and you picked Boise State to beat Wyoming, which is true. Yep. Good well, call by me, though. Yeah. Oh didn't really help you though so no that didn't help me at all but i, mean, I still feel good about it overall I, mo- I moved to 47 and 23 you're at 44 and 26 so three picks behind mm-hmm. um since we did tie nothing goes into the tiebreaker slot i'm still up four weeks one to your two okay this week there's a lot of a lot of good games this week this mm-hmm. is a really exciting week for college football yeah first we got texas a&m at old miss okay um going with old miss because they're at home and they've looked better than Texas A&M. I forgot to get the timer out. We're going to do 10 seconds this time because 20 was too much last week. Got it. Okay, we're ready. All right. Next, we got Notre Dame at Clemson. Ooh, I'm taking Notre Dame. I still, th- I mean, 
Clemson at home is scary, but I, I think Notre Dame will pull that one out. Yeah, I'll take Notre Dame as well. Kansas State at Texas. Ooh, Texas. Um, they're at home. Like like you said, Kansas State's on a little bit of a roll, getting their groove back. So I could see an upset for sure, but I still think Texas I, is going I'm going be Kansas State here. Wow. Taking the big one. Okay. Texas with a backup QB. All right. And Kansas State's rolling with two QBs right now. Both can run the football pretty well. All right. All right. We'll see. Next, we got the Bedlam matchup, the last one probably in a long time. Number 10, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. I'm going with Oklahoma probably by a lot. You don't think they're going to renew that that game? Even though they're in some conferences, really? Yeah, eh. I want Iowa State to play all the time every year. Well, with how big conferences are getting, yeah. you're really gonna schedule a Power Five when you really need those three gone con wins. Yeah, I guess. I'm going with Oklahoma as well. I think this is where Oklahoma State's hot streak ends. Next, we got James Madison at Georgia State. Ooh, you, already, you already know my pick. You taking James Madison because you love James Madison? Get um, rid of the whatever the transition period. Get nah, rid of I agree. It. With, it's stupid. I agree. They should be bowl eligible. I will go with James Madison as well. That's a tough one just because I like Georgia State a lot as well. But we'll go James Madison because they're, they're hot. They're 8 no. Got to go with the undefeated team there. This next one's an easy pick for me. Number 22, Kansas at Iowa State. You're taking Iowa State. Yeah. So I will, you know what? I'll take Kansas because I'll be different. And also yeah. because I could see them winning that game for sure. I could see Iowa State winning as well. Yeah. It's just Kansas is very, very good. Iowa State's favored by, I've seen a point or a field yeah. goal. So, so it's, it's pretty much a pick. It's, a pick it's straight up right straight now. Straight up, yeah. Uh, we got number five, Washington at number 24, USC. Washington. Um, USC's looked super unimpressive. Washington's offense is very good. Not thinking that's going to be that good yeah. of a game, to be honest. I think USC will be out of the ranking. I, I would week. think right now, Caleb Williams, if he keeps playing like the way he is, he could play himself out of a number one pick. I would agree. Next, we got LSU at Alabama. I'm going to take Alabama just because they've been able to defend their home turf for the most part this year. I'm going to take Alabama, too. They um, did not lose to Ole Miss, and I think... I mean, LSU's good, but I just don't think Alabama's going to LSU's lose. defense is not, not good. It's not good. Yeah, so I just don't think Alabama's going yeah. to lose one at home. Next, we got Miami at NC State. I guess Miami. Yeah, I don't right. really know a whole lot about I NC just State. know NC State lost to Marshall a couple weeks ago. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, definitely Miami then. Next, we got number 20, UCLA at Arizona. Dude, tough one because Arizona just upset Oregon State, but I will take UCLA. Yeah, that's who I picked as well. In a little Pac-12 matchup. Very similar, a few. A few, few variety. Yeah, it's okay. mostly the Texas and the Iowa State game. Okay. Uh, other than that, we're similar, so it's going to come to that. That's not bad. I'll take that. Uh, so we'll see how those go this weekend, and hopefully uh, I can, you know, bring the score a little closer. All right, stay tuned for trivia up next. And it's time for our trivia segment, five questions. And right now, I'm losing. No, you're winning. Yeah, but you haven't taken your fourth one yet, so it doesn't no. really count. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm up, I'm a, what am I, 11 out of 20? You're 11 out of 20. And Nolan's 10 out of 15. And so I'm the one asking today, and hopefully he gets all of these wrong so I can still be winning at the end of the day. So, question number one. These are college football related, okay. as you did last week. Um, uh, I did baseball, but it's fine. Or baseball, sorry. My fault. See, that's how bad I was at it last week. I don't even remember what we did. See, so, it's, so all, it's out it? of my memory. Is this college football? It's college football. Okay. We'll go with question number one. Which team has the highest total uh, amount of wins in the FBS? In the FBS? That's correct. Huh. No options, I assume. It wouldn't give it away, but like No, cuz there's I got like 6 teams. Okay, there. okay, okay. We'll go we'll go with the 4 then. Yeah. Uh Notre Dame, Ohio State, Alabama or Michigan. Two of them I weren't even thinking of. Oh, that, that see it would have complicated things if I didn't give you them. Alabama's won a lot, but they did have a stretch where they weren't very good. Uh I'm still going to go with Alabama. <laughs> 
Incorrect. The answer is Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Michigan, dude. They're they're legit. Big okay. Ten. All right. So 0 for 1. That's a good start. Number two, which team has won the most overall conference championships? Still an FBS team, obviously. Yeah. Would conference give it away? I wouldn't say it would give it away, but like it definitely there, narrows it down. Yeah, there's just it's an SEC team, isn't it? Or is I it don't Big know. Ten? Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is. Who knows? I can, I can either give you the conference or I can give you the four suggestions that they have. Uh, give me the conference. The conference is the Big Ten. Okay. Ohio State's up there. So much thinking going on. I, would, this is why I don't I, think it's Penn State. This is why he does better than me because I go with my gut. Um, and it's usually wrong. Dun, 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 dun. Who's it going to be? Ohio State. Incorrect. The correct answer is Nebraska, actually. It's sort of shocking me as well when I, saw, when I oh, read it. Oh, because they're part of the Big right, Eight. Right, right. So... <laughs> they had that that stretch, and it was during before they were the Big Ten, but oh, still counts, dude. That's cheating. That's it's not, not fair. cheating. It's how I, I read the question, how it's phrased. Uh, so eh. should have taken the four. Would have been probably easier. should have. Number three, USC and Notre Dame first met back in 1926. Which team has more wins in the series? Notre Dame. That is correct. It is Notre Dame. Um, that's why I debated this question because it's basically 50-50 unless they're tied, which they're not. Notre Dame does have more wins. Um, they lead the series 47-37-5. and five. Number four, which schools have won the most Heisman trophies? There are two schools. That's why I said schools. I'll give you I, – I guess I'll, I'll just give you – if you get one, I'll give it to you. That's fine. Okay. Different conferences, I assume. Correct. Okay. But still uh, long histories from both schools yeah. for sure. It's not an ACC school. Sure, I don't know. Uh, they haven't been around long enough. Okay. Or big enough, I should say. Okay. Um, I'll take your word for it. Oklahoma comes to mind just because of recent success. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so much thinking going on. I put a time limit on these ones, too. Oh, my goodness. It's going through every school imaginable. Alabama. Alabama is incorrect. The correct answer is Ohio State or Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Both have a long history, so it makes sense. Uh, they've been around the longest, yeah. pretty much. So, Last one. The Vanderbilt Commodores have a winning record against only one SEC team. Who is that team? Oh, God. That is a tough question. See, I found some good ones this week. Is uh, this new SEC or old SEC? New, I would say. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. So, like, But all of, all of the SEC teams, yes, are viable options here. This is a can new I pull up the teams? There's so many. I guess, yeah, it's fine. So who has Vanderbilt beat? He's got it pulled up now, so let's see what happens. Maybe having it in front of him will jog a, or spark an, an, an idea. I don't know. I guess. I, I really think it's Missouri. He thinks it's Missouri, but he hasn't put in his final answer, so I can't really give him any, any props on that or not. All right, I'll just go with Missouri. That is incorrect. The correct answer is Auburn, actually. Auburn? Auburn. They've defeated Auburn in their their last two meetings, and the Commodores currently lead the series 21-20-1. to 20 to 1. One game separation plus a tie, obviously. Auburn, I, what are you doing? I know, dude. Very surprising. But, I mean, if they haven't played each other this year yet, then I'm sure they can even that score up. We're tied. We are tied. And um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Now, if anyone, like, has a problem with the trivia questions and says it's outdated, then that's, oh, well, because I looked or up if, recent or trivia. If you, or if you have an idea for what we should do with trivia next. That'd be great. Comment, Hit us up on Twitter. Comment on or the Or put Twitter on SoundCloud. Post, yeah. Either one. I don't know if you can comment. You can. Yeah, you we're can, gonna need some help because we're already out of ideas. You can comment on SoundCloud, but I mean, DM us on Twitter, whatever, man. We'll take it. We're already out of ideas. Exactly. We're not very creative people. 
And uh, with that, we're going to wrap up episode nine of Travel Day. It's been great getting to go over this stuff with you guys listening. And um, we thank you so much for listening and for being part of this this journey that we're on. And uh, Double Digit Episode is coming up next week, which is pretty crazy. But until then, thank you guys so much for listening. I've been Jackson Van Pelt with Nolan Faber. Goodbye. Goodbye.